You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We are back with another week of the potty. No, I, bro, I see. I, I, got, I, you. I got him right there. If you're listening on, uh, on Spotify, um, then just, just know that, that I got Ben with a little false start there. He thought we were getting ready to, you know, do that thing. He jumped off sides. He was like, he, at least he didn't late hit him like that guy in the Bengals Chiefs game on Sunday. Yeah. At least he didn't do that. Um, a couple, couple quick little, uh, things to take care of here. Um, I'm first off, I'm very pleased that we have someone that watches from Belgium hey, on Spotify on now. every single week, pretty much like he downloads it or she downloads it or they download it. Not because of the pronouns, right. because it might be more than one person. Sure. We don't really know. Uh, down the, if you are watching in Belgium, if, if you can, out. please just like comment in like the, in like the, like uh, YouTube chat, if yeah. you watch on YouTube or if on Spotify, I don't know if you can comment on Spotify, but like, you can't. You can't find but like, us on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Impact. We want to talk to you, Belgium. Yeah, I want to. I want to reply to you and just say like, you say greetings from Belgium. I'm in there. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Like, I want to know your name. Like, <laughs> you could follow us on Instagram and message us. Impact Youth. Like, that's literally like M P A C T. Like that. Somebody from Oregon is watching. Uh, every single week. I just think that that's awesome that yeah, like people are watching from there. Uh, we had someone from Africa watch our, one of our, uh, sermons that, that, uh, that I preached uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, but, uh, you know, what I'm not happy about is the fact that Catherine Stanton and Zoe Noah, you guys are watching this thing every single week. I haven't seen one comment. It's just kind of disgraceful, disgraceful. Like, you know, it's not it, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Catherine and uh, Zoe are friends. Uh, I just like to shout some people out to start yeah, the podcast. No. Lindsay, you're my sister-in-law. I don't even know if I should really do this, but I'm going to have to call you out. I haven't seen any comments from you either. You know, it's just uh, we need a little more activity. A little yeah, more we activity. Do. We do. We do. But uh, that's all right. That's all right. It will get started. Uh, drop a little sneaky something in the comment. Yes, it can be a little sneaky something if you want to write that. that. Um, but uh, we're going to continue with uh, our four keys uh, to a thriving relationship with God today. Uh, this is part two. But before we do that, it is time to, I practiced this earlier. Okay. It is time to rate, rate that. that. Foreign snack. snack. Yeah, there it is. Round two. Oh, We're yeah. Back. Let's get some ASMR right in All here. Right. We're going to get reaching. Here we go. You know what? I'm going to kind of go for something specific here because I kind of know the feel of everything, but I might get it wrong. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can quite get my. Oh, man, this is this is a lot. All right. You know what? I'm just going to go with this. Oh, you oh, love that. This is not what I was hoping for, believe you it or not. You love that, though. It, 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 yes, but it wasn't what I was thinking about. Um, okay. I was thinking, there's, well, I won't ruin it for you. You guys will find out in the weeks to come what, what else is in there. But, wow, there's some great flavors in here. Hmm. Ben, why don't you tell us what it is? Yes, so this is Sour Patch Kids Mega Duos from Australia. Australia? Hmm. Yeah, there's some. There's blue raspberry plus orange, raspberry lemonade plus pineapple, watermelon plus lime. Okay. That okay. This is great. So, are we gonna try one of each? I think that we might have to. Okay. We'll just we'll, we'll get this thing open. Let's just. No, I think that I. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Let's just, um, I got a blue one. Blue and orange. Okay. Go with the blue and orange. Got it. This is what it looks like, the bag. I, I didn't really show it before we opened it, but. Put it on there. Oh, okay. Perfect. So, um, okay, let's, uh, let's chow down. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Takes a lot of chewing power. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Australia puts a little bit more, a little bit more. It must have massive jaws there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But flavor, really good. I'm in. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of chewing. It was. Very, very, very chewy. Yeah. Really, really good. I would say a little too chewy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. I I will say that I had it in my car a little earlier earlier today. I did take it out, though, for about an hour or two. Uh, I don't think that that probably affected it. No, I don't think so either. It's very chewy. But the flavor's really good. The flavor's great. The blue raspberry I feel like we, to try all the other ones... You're going to take a lot of jaw strength. Yeah. Um, maybe we can go one more. Maybe we can go oh. one more. What do you Which say? Wait, wait, we go. Um, you want to do raspberry, lemonade, pineapple, or watermelon? Lime? I think raspberry, lemonade, yeah, pineapple. Me too. Me too. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. that. Uh, um, which one is going to be which? Uh, I think the raspberry, lemonade, oh, pineapple the, is going to be this yeah, one. Cool. Oh, that looks sick. It Look looks at that. Good. And they're huge. They're bigger. They're than, huge. Which I think that we have big Sour Patch Kids. I think we, we do too. But These so nice. far, I'm going to say that these are some of the better Sour Patch that I've had so far. I would agree. So, all right. Oh, there it is. Mmm. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. Wow. I'm having a wow with the father. <laughs> oh, man. That right there is nice. That's special. Can I just be handed? Mm. Please. That poops on the blue raspberry one with the orange. That was amazing. Really, really good. Wow. I'm blown away. Why don't they sell these in the States? They should. They absolutely should. All right, like, hear me out on this. Mm -hmm. If they can make them a little softer, or maybe it was because I left them out in the car. I don't really know. Like, maybe. Maybe they don't use the same stuff that they use in... Mm -hmm. um, Maybe. In in Australia, because the FDA lets more go than Australia does. Um, there's no artificial colors or flavors in this. Maybe that's why. I have no idea. But I'll tell you this. If this was sold in the United States, okay, right? And, and just in comparison to what is already sold in the United States, I'm putting this right there with watermelon sour patch. Yeah. No, those two flavors that we tried are really, really good. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Like, and I I'm almost... Sure that, I'm sure that the watermelon lime... Is excellent. ...also would be good, We'll too. probably try it off the potty yeah. afterwards, um, but... But really good. For me, I mean, it's just it's just too chewy. So... Yeah, it is. So, I'm going to give it... But, man, they're good. Is a 9.5 crazy? No, it's not. It's really not, and, and it really deserves something very high like that, because the watermelon... Like, Okay, like, I would probably eat these over watermelon Sour Patch for this purpose, that there's more diversity in the flavor, yeah. and you're just changing it up every single time. Yeah, yeah. That is really good. The flavor is amazing. A little chewy, maybe because I left it out in the car. Maybe. Um, for, for a little bit, but it, it was out for about an hour and a half. Before. I'm going 9.5 with you. I'll Man, match you. Golly. I'll match you. 
really good. That was a really good. Australia that was a really good day. Today. Yeah, Australia brought Shout it. Out. Right now, Australia is the number one ranking country in uh, rate that foreign snack. Yeah. Uh, excellent work, Australia. Um, if you're Bravo. watching from Australia, um, great job. You, well you're a blessing to this world. Yeah. I was gonna say this country, yeah. but you're not in this country. Um, that was great. If you can, I would highly encourage anybody to purchase snacks from that company. Highly encourage it. Uh, anyway, moving to our, our teaching por- uh, portion of the segment, or teaching segment, teaching segment, there we go, of the podcast today. I'm excited, man. I, I was having a good time preparing this today. Four keys to a thriving relationship with God. Last week, we talked about valuing relationship over religious rituals. We talked about reading God's word daily. And if you want to catch up on those and kind of see what we talked about last week on that, I encourage you to even do that before you finish uh, listening to the rest of this uh, podcast. But this week, I want to talk to you about two other keys. We already did the first two, but now we're going to do the last two keys to a thriving relationship with God. Uh, the, the next one, I guess this would be the third one, first one of today, but the third key is to pray daily, to pray daily. I know that these things sound simple, but I'm going to break it down a little bit for you, maybe in a way that you've never heard it before. It may seem obvious to be able to pray every single day, but unfortunately, some Christians do not pray every single day. And I believe that's because prayer has been taught in so- sometimes very uh, ritualistically instead of uh, taking it from a perspective of relationship over religion and rituals. Uh, when we understand prayer as a relationship with God, it actually actually becomes a lot more easy to pray in our daily lives. Uh, We need to know God uh, to have a relationship with him, right? If you want to know somebody, if you want to have a relationship with somebody, you need to know them. And the way that we know somebody is by talking to them, right? That's the way that we know somebody just in general. If we say that somebody is our best friend, the assumption that's made by the person is that you talk to them frequently, I have, uh, I have uh, some best friends in my life, uh, Ben being one of them. Me and Ben talk very frequently. That would make sense. If I didn't talk to Ben frequently, he wouldn't really be my best friend. What makes someone a close and dear friend to you is the amount of connection and the amount of shared experiences that you have with them and the amount of connection you have with them. And that usually stems from how much you talk with them. Right, Even if somebody moves away, a best friend moves away or doesn't live in the same state as you, you at one point in time likely lived near them, shared connection with them, developed relationship with them, and talked to them very frequently. In the same way, if we want to have a thriving relationship with God, we need to pray and talk to God daily because that's what prayer is. Prayer is talking to God. It's a connection being made with God. And we need to understand that This is actually such a privilege and honor to be able to know God. It's knowing God is greater than knowing some famous actor, actress, or singer. Knowing God is is greater than knowing your favorite preacher or evangelist. Knowing God is greater than knowing your favorite athlete. Why? Because God is the creator of the universe. He is the creator of all things. And I'm about to share with you why knowing God is the most important thing that you can do in a second. But let me say this first. Understand that not only is it a privilege and honor for you to know God, 
But understand that God wants to know you. Now to say that, to say, you know, that's a privilege and honor for God to, God to know us, it's not nearly the same thing as us knowing him. He's far greater than we are. But I am saying that God wants to know you just as much as he wants us to know him. God wants to know you. God came down in the flesh, Jesus Christ, to die for us, so of course he would want to know us. God would not have come down in the flesh through his son, Jesus Christ, and died for us and rose from the dead and done all of that stuff if God did not want to know us and want a relationship with us. But watch this. We actually see that at the very end of things in scripture, that God's desire is just to be with us. That God actually just wants to be with us. That at the very end of time, that what God's plan is, is to be among us and to know us. I'll show you. Revelation 21.3. Revelation 21.3. I often think of this scripture when I think of a relationship with God. When I, when I think about the fact that God wants to know me and the fact that I want to know God, I think of this scripture right here in Revelation 21.3. This is uh, John speaking the author of Revelation. And by the way, yes, it is Revelation, not Revelations. Uh, a student said to me the other day in my class, said the book of Revelations. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not even aware of that book in the Bible uh, because I want, I want to teach them to be able to say it right. But in Revelation 21.3, it says, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God will be with them and be their God. Look at that. God among his people at the very end of time. This right here is the new Jerusalem. If you know your eschatology, perhaps you don't, or eschatology is the study of last things. If you know your eschatology, you know that the new Jerusalem is uh, is the last thing that that uh, that we know of that's going to take place uh, before the new heaven and the new earth that's, that's going to happen. And the new Jerusalem, in this new Jerusalem, God is going to be among his people. That God himself is going to be with us. That we are going to be with God at the very end of time. And at the very end of things, we are going to be with God. And so, the, actually, if you look at the Bible and you understand the Bible, the end goal of time is for God to be, or actually I shouldn't say God to be fully restored. I should say for us to be fully restored to God because it wasn't God's doing that we, our restoration or that our, or it wasn't God's doing that our relationship with him was torn apart. It was our doing as, as human beings. So the end goal of time is for us to be fully restored to God as his people. For us to literally be among him and to be with him just as it was in the Garden of Eden. The way that God created human beings was for him to walk and to sup with us, to commune with us. In the beginning, Adam and Eve would, would walk with God in the garden. It was like that at the beginning of time. In the same way that it was at the beginning of time before sin entered the picture is the way that the, it's going to end at the culmination of all things is that God is going to be among his people, and he's going to rule among his people. Those that have accepted Jesus Christ, repented of their sin, at the end of time, 
they're going to be in a full restoration with God in this sense, because obviously spiritually, we already are fully restored to God when we repent, but we're not physically with God right now. Like we're not, I'm not physically, God is not physically in the same room as me. God is not physically, God is not physically, like I can't see him in this room with me would be a better way to put it. At the end of time, we're literally going to be with God. Like God is going to be right there. We're going to see him. We're face to face. God is going to be there among us and God is going to be among his people. It's going to be the full culmination of restoration with God. Again, we're fully restored now. Yes, God's presence is with us. You know, uh, God, uh, God's presence can be in a room with us. Absolutely. God can show up and do things. I'm not saying that he can't, but what I'm saying is that we will actually be with God. God will be uh, face to face with us and we'll be, um, and we'll be among him. He will be our God. And God, and God will be among his people. Revelation 21.3, it's a powerful passage of scripture. It shows us God's end desire and goal for all of humanity to decide to know him and be known by him. God wants to fully restore humanity back to that state that it once was in the Garden of Eden. So if that's where we're headed with God and we're gonna be with God forever, we might as well get to know him now, Right? We might as well get to know him now. If we are Christians and we say that we love God and we love Jesus Christ and we, we love our salvation and we love the word of God and we say all of those things and we, we must understand that we're going to be with God in the end. God is going to be among his people. So if we're going to be among him at the very end of things, we might as well get to know him now. We might as well get to know him now. Might as well get to know the person that we're going to be spending eternity with. Understand that people that do not pray, and this is kind of switching gears here, but people that do not pray will lack power and direction. People that do not pray will lack power and direction. I'll show you what I mean. Mark 9, 29. I've mentioned this scripture many times on this uh, podcast, but it says that this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Again, you've probably heard this before. If you're a regular listener, the disciples couldn't cast out a demon. Jesus came and cast it out. And he said, this kind can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. And usually when I brought up this scripture, I brought up the fasting component. But understand that there's also a prayer component. That prayer also yields power as well. That prayer is also a necessary feature to be able to walk in the fullness of the power of God. People that do not pray will lack power. People that do not pray will lack power, you know, and I'm not talking about a, a prayer, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, wake up in the morning and say, you know, our, our Hail Mary or our Father. I'm talking about a real connection with the Father. And I'll go into detail of what prayer uh, looks like a little bit more. Obviously, part of our day can be kind of just talking to God and saying, you know, hello to him and just talking to him throughout our day. But there's other components as well that we'll get into. But prayer will yield power and people that do not pray will lack power. The other thing that they'll lack is direction. Look at what Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says. I'll go ahead and uh, actually turn there right now. I actually, I thought that I had it uh, already written down in my notes, but Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. If you want to know where Proverbs is, it's right in the middle of the Bible pretty much. But Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six. You guys have probably all heard this scripture. If you grew up in church, perhaps you didn't grow up in church though. So you're hearing it now. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. There are two ways that we can seek God's will. Notice that it said that. It says, seek his will in all you do, and he will make your path straight. There are two ways that we can seek God's will. The first way that we can seek God's will is by reading the word of God, right? We already talked about the word of God last week. This word right here already contains the, the will of God in it. If it says it in the word of God, you don't need to pray about it. If it the, for example, the Bible says, right, that God, wa- that God is a healer. The Bible reveals that God's will is to heal. God, God reveals in his word that he wants all people to be saved. So I don't have to pray, God, if it be your will, uh, if somebody is in need of healing, I don't need to pray that. I can just pray the will of God, which is in the name of Jesus, be healed, because I already know that it's God's will. I don't need to pray, God, if it be your will, you know, uh, grandma be saved. No, I can pray in accordance with God's will. Lord, by your power, would you draw them to yourself? I know it's your desire for them to be saved. So I, I don't have to, uh, pray. I don't have to seek God's will if it's already written in his word. I may have to seek it in his word, but I don't have to seek his will through prayer if it's already revealed in his word. But there may be times where the Bible may not talk about that specific thing. And this is where prayer comes in. Again, you don't have to pray about it if God already said it in his word, but there are times where we may have to seek specific direction from God on what we are to do. For example, you have two job opportunities. You know, you have a job opportunity here and you have a job opportunity there. Neither one is wrong. Neither one is immoral. It's just, you know, job opportunity at Home Depot and job opportunity at Lowe's. I don't know, something like that. And you may not know which job to take. There's pros and cons to both of them and you're not sure. And so you seek the Lord and ask him which one is better to take. The Bible doesn't say, you know, you should take the job at Home Depot over Lowe's. The Bible doesn't say that. Perhaps there may be other factors that the Bible speaks of, but after consulting the word of God, if there's nothing in the word that specifically points you to a direction, it is okay to seek the will of God in prayer. And then we go before the Lord in prayer and God will direct us and show us what to do. But oftentimes people do not pray so they don't seek the will of God and they just do whatever they feel is best. And what ends up happening in those scenarios is oftentimes people will find themselves in a bad situation that they should have never been in if they would have just taken time to consult the Lord in prayer. That's what can end up happening. Oh man, I really shouldn't have taken that job. But if we consult God in prayer, we would have known that we shouldn't have taken that job and God would have spoken to us. Sometimes there's learning lessons. You know, we see, man, I really should have consulted the Lord. We'll do it next time then. You know, do it next time then. But there's examples all throughout the Bible of people consulting God. Gideon and the, and the fleece. Gideon puts a fleece out, seeks what the will of God is in the situation, sees if God is with him or not. Now, people in uh, today's culture or today's uh, world look at that scripture and kind of abuse it and they put a gold fleece out to everything. And the reality is, is that Gideon didn't have the Holy Spirit to guide him, which is why he needed the golden fleece. But there's other examples as well as people seeking the will of God. Joshua chapter seven, Israel loses to Ai in a battle because of sin in the camp. And Joshua goes before the Lord. He doesn't know that there's sin in the camp and he seeks the Lord and he goes, God, what in the world? What happened? And he seeks the will of God for direction and he seeks God. He's, God, what, what's going on? He seeks God for this direction. 
and he inquires of the Lord and the Lord tells him that there's sin in the camp. Perfect example of somebody going before the Lord and asking them for direction. Acts chapter 15, verse 28. They say, uh, it's the apostle said, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. Now, what is this talking about right now? This is talking about different requirements um, of meat sacrifice to idols and, and stuff like that. But that's besides the point. The fact is, is that they, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. Clearly, they consulted the Holy Spirit in their decision making. It is good to seek the direction of God, but the only, and the only way that we can seek the direction of God is through prayer. But if we don't pray, then we won't be able to seek the direction of God. Yes, you know, we still have his word and that's where we're to start always and forever. Start with the word of God. If you are just trying to decide something, see if the word of God has something to say about it first. You know, you have a job between Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, Home Depot tells you that you need to work on Sundays and Lowe's tells you you can have Sundays off. That's going to be a pretty obvious one right there because the Bible says in Hebrews to not forsake the assembling of ourselves. So we know that we're to be in church on Sundays. So therefore, we're going to take the job at Lowe's because they're going to give us uh, Sundays off. Sometimes it can be that easy, but other times it may not be that easy. And that's where we're to seek God for direction and find out, Lord, what should I do? But people that don't pray, they will lack that spiritual direction in their life. You ever meet somebody that just never seems to know what in the world they're doing? You know, one day they're going to do this. One day they're going to do that. The next day they're going to do this. And this is common among, amongst young people as they're trying to figure out their life. But, you know, someone that's 45 years old that for the last 25 years, you know, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to do the other thing. And they just seem to have no direction in life. That type of person could utilize prayer to seek direction for what God would have for them in their life. You know, that, that, that's an important thing. You don't have to wonder what, di what direction God is going to take you in life. You can seek it and find what direction. Yeah, you know, it may not happen in two seconds, but it's not going to take 25 years for God to give you direction on where you're to go in life. God will direct your steps, seek his will and all you do, and he will make your path straight. That's what we just read in, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. People that don't pray, will lack power and direction, but people that do pray will have power and direction in their life. But understand that the main reason that we should pray, the main reason that we should pray is because we want to know God and be forever connected to him. That's the main reason we should pray. If we go to prayer with, I want power, you know, I'm going to prayer because I want power right now. I'm going to prayer because I'm going to prayer because I want all these different things. It's okay to go to prayer with the understanding and the desire to, yes, I want to flow in the power of God. It's okay to, it's even okay to think to yourself, you know, I want the power of God. So I'm going to spend time in prayer and I, and I want direction from God. So I'm going to spend time in prayer. But if our only motivation are those things and not simply just to know God, then we may be missing the point. Not maybe missing the point, we are missing the point, which is a relationship with God, a relationship with God. We need a relationship with God. And we can only have that relationship with God in prayer and being connected to him. Yes, there's benefits. Yes, we could seek him for direction. Yes, we, could, we can uh, go to God in prayer because we want, want to walk in the fullness of his power. But just like Jesus regularly uh, prayed in the gospels, just like he prayed, he pulled himself away from the crowd and prayed regularly is the same way 
that you and I need to continually pray, continually pray because we want to be connected to God. We want a relationship with God. So how can I pray, you know, today, Joey, you know, how how can I pray? How how does this make sense? Well, you can pray today. A good way to start is first off, understand that prayer is having a conversation with God and talking with God. You can talk to God the same way that you talk to your friend. Obviously, there's a reverence and respect that comes with talking to God. But I've talked to God before and I've been like, you know, God, man, that, that, that really bothered me. This thing really bothered me. And just said it just like that and say, you know, thou is God, this, this, thou, thou God, this, thou is, you know, bothered me today. Me thinks this. Like, I didn't speak in the King James which by the way, Jesus didn't speak in the King James either. Jesus didn't speak English. Jesus spoke Hebrew uh, or uh, Aramaic or perhaps Greek if he was educated, if he was uh, super educated, but he spoke Hebrew for certain. So, you know, thinking that you have to speak in all these fancy words and languages, you don't have to do that to talk to God. You don't have to. You can just talk to him. And you have a conversation with him, but thankfully we do have a prayer God. We do have a prayer God, Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six, I'm turning there in my Bible. You can turn there too. Matthew chapter six, it's very clear. Jesus starts in verse five and he goes through verse uh, 13 and he talks about prayer. It's the our father prayer. You guys all know it. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily uh, bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and power and glory forever and ever. That was the King James. That's how I memorized it. But uh, that, that's what it says. And we know the prayer. And, and many of us in, in the Christian community have looked at that because in Catholicism, they say that that's like prayer, talking to God, just repeating that prayer the way that I did right there. But that's not what Jesus was getting at. But we can't throw it out just because somebody has misinterpreted it. It is still a guide to prayer. It is still a guide to prayer. The first, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. What is that? He's exalting God's name. Jesus is saying to exalt the name of God. Hallowed be your uh, your name. May your name be glorified, God. Starting with praise. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That right there is praying for the will of God. You could pray for the will of God in so many different areas, right? You could pray, pray for the will of God for uh, healing to take uh, take place. You could pray for the will of God for um, for people to be saved. You can pray for uh, the will of God in your church, in your family. You could pray for the will of God in so many areas. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Pray for your personal needs. Lead us not into temptation. You can pray that God would help you stand strong against temptation. For thine uh, are the kingdom power and glory forever and ever. Amen. You could give God praise again at the end of your prayer time. There's a guide to prayer, but it's not the only way that you can have to pray. Sometimes people get very religious with things. And, you know, we talked about religious rituals and they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't pray, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, I didn't, I, I, you know, I said to God that I was upset about something today before I prayed your will be done. It doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't have to be religious to the point because I've actually been there myself before where I've been praying and I'm like, man, I just brought a personal need to God before I prayed for his will. It doesn't need to be a religious ritual like that. It's simply a guide that we can follow, that we can follow. It's something, it does show us things that Jesus wants us to pray for. 
But it doesn't have to be rigid in the sense that, oh, I have to do it in this order and say it this way and do this thing. No, just talk to God, get to know him. I was praying yesterday and I was just talking to God and God was dropping things in my spirit over and over again, just dropping things and challenging me to pray for things. You know, sometimes I'll be praying and God will be like, I want you to pray for the president of the United States. Okay, I pray for the president of the United States. Simple, no problem. It doesn't have to be religious, but we do have a guide prayer in this Our Father prayer, but it does not have to be a religious ritual of feeling like, you know, I have to do it in a specific order or a specific way. But we do have a guide prayer and thank God for that. Jesus knew that we were probably going to wonder, you know, how should I pray? He said, when you pray, pray like this. Great way to pray. But don't make it religious. You can talk to God throughout your entire day. That's having a relationship with God. I walk down the hallway sometimes at school. And I say at school because I teach here at Faith Prep. That's why I have a shirt and tie on every week pretty much. In the summer will be a change because I don't teach. But I walk down the hallway and I teach that class because I felt God tell me to do so. And I walk down the hall and I say, God, help me as I teach my class right now. You know, God, God, I I need your wisdom, Lord. You know, remind me of that thing that you told me earlier. Like, I just talked to God just like that. And you can talk to God like that too. You can pray in the Holy Ghost while you pray. If you're not baptized in the Spirit, get baptized in the Spirit. Ask God to do that for you and he will. But pray in the Spirit. The Bible says in Jude 20, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do it. It's powerful, man. I'll start my prayer time praying in the spirit, man. It sometimes it just goes crazy. Like I'll just be praying in the spirit. I'm like excited about like, I don't even know what I'm excited about. Like obviously it's the things of God, but I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, this is great. I may not feel like praying right away, but man, I just start praying in the spirit and all of a sudden I, I feel like praying. Pray in the spirit, it'll build up your faith. One thing that uh, Pastor Adam Fredericks from Grace Family Church, uh, he uh, in Newtown, Connecticut here, I went out to lunch with him and man, he just blessed me. He said, uh, he was sharing Romans 8, 26 through 27 with me and I had heard this before, but I had said to him, Pastor Adam, and perhaps you're watching right now and you've thought this, Pastor Adam, you ever, every now and again, I hear people say this to me and I think it myself every now and again, man, am I just making this whole tongues thing up again? You know, am I making this up again? Uh, or making, again, making this, making this thing up. And he said to me, that's exactly what the devil wants you to think. And he said, because if he can keep your mouth shut, he could stop you from doing this. Romans eight twenty six through 27. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what we, what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. When you pray in the spirit, you are praying a perfect prayer for God's will to take place. You may not know what you ought to pray, but you pray through the Holy Ghost. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, man, you're praying for God's perfect will. There's times where I'll just say, you know, maybe I'll be praying for Ben or praying for the youth ministry or something like that. And I'll just say, Lord, I thank you for Ben. I thank you for giving him wisdom and just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost for him, pray in the Holy Ghost for the youth ministry. Just like that. 
And I don't know what I'm praying, but that's okay. Because it says here that when we don't know what we, what we are to pray for, that we can pray in the Holy Spirit. That we can pray in the Holy Spirit. That it's in harmony with God's own will. God's own will. It's okay to pray in the Holy Spirit sometimes. It's okay to pray in the Holy Spirit all the time. I pray in the Holy Spirit every single day. It encourages my faith, and you should pray in the Holy Ghost every single day too. Religion is just praying to pray, but relationship is praying to meet with God. We need to have a thriving relationship with God. We want to meet with God. Kenneth Hagin used to put on a shirt and tie and set an appointment with God every day, and he wouldn't miss it. Do I do that? No, I don't. I pr- I've prayed in the shower before. I've prayed, you know, in, you know, my basement before, in my pajamas, in my Micah Parsons jersey, RIP to the Cowboys. Uh, yes, I'm a Cowboys fan. But I've prayed, you know, not in a shirt and tie before. That's just something he chose to do, not out of religious obligation because he wanted to. But have a relationship with God. Just go meet with him every single day. Go meet with him. Before you make any serious life decision, if you really have a thriving relationship with God, you should pray. In Luke uh, 6, 12 through 16, it says that Jesus prayed all night and then he selected his, his uh, disciples. Before Jesus made the major decision of picking 12 people that would follow him, he prayed all night. That's powerful. That shows us the power of prayer and the importance of prayer before we make serious life decisions. Uh, That's something that evangelist Tiff Shuttlesworth taught me in the word of God, is before you make any major life decision, pray. At least pray, perhaps even fast. Listen to that. Perhaps pray. Or definitely pray, perhaps fast. That's good right there. Um... But before you make that decision, major decisions in life, at least pray, but perhaps even fast. Prayer will help us maintain our relationship with God by keeping us out of temptation. Matthew chapter 26, verse 41. I'm going to turn there with you guys. Matthew 26, verse 41. It says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Prayer will, or prayer will help us maintain a relationship with God by keeping us out of temptation. Sin is what tears us away from a relationship with God. It does. Sin will damage our relationship with God, but prayer will help us uh, uh, stand against temptation. Even in Jesus' prayer in Matthew 6, uh, he said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Prayer will keep us from temptation. When you spend time in prayer, you don't want to sin as much. When I, when I, after I'm done praying, I don't want to sin at all. I'm like, I don't want to do any of that type of stuff. Why? Because my spirit has just been strengthened. Spend time in prayer. will keep you from temptation. Religion seeks to make prayer into a show when relationship makes it about knowing God. It's not a show. It's not some crazy thing that, that you have to do. You know, the other night, I don't even know why I'm saying this. I guess it's relevant to what we were just talking about with prayer. We were in impact and there was a young man that had a cast on his foot. And he had, he's had multiple ankle injuries and God's actually healed him multiple times. And my wife just preached a powerful sermon that you can go back and watch about, you know, the word of God and the power of the word. And I took the mic and I just, you know, I'm just walking with the Lord and having a relationship with him. I was like, man, 
what we preach here that, that, that when you walk in sick, that you leave healed. Like, like that's what the church, that's part of the purpose of the church. And you know what we're like, yeah, let, like I'm not going to just let him leave here. Like, you know, and I, I said to him and I, and I could sense faith in him as well, which is why I, I especially did it. And I said to him, I said, what does the Bible say concerning healing? And he told me that God wants to do it. And I said, okay. And I said, well, why don't you come on down here? And we kept it very simple. Very, it really was not that big of a deal. Like it, it was a big deal because God did it and it was supernatural. But what I mean by that, it wasn't like difficult for God. I didn't have to like, you know, say like all these words. I prayed for maybe what, 20 seconds? I don't know, 20, 15, 20 seconds. Just prayed, very simple prayer. I prayed for two things. I prayed for, uh, for uh, I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I prayed that uh, his uh, ligaments and that his muscles around his ankle would be strengthened so that this wouldn't happen again. So it took about 15 seconds to do. Why? Because it doesn't have to be a show. I walk in a relationship with God. You walk in a relationship with God. You can just know God and walk with him and the power of God will follow you wherever you go. And we prayed and guess what? He was healed. He was healed. You can go back and watch it on the live stream. I was talking to three gentlemen at the school today that, that don't attend church very much. They were blown away. They were like, God really did that? Yes, God really did that. That's the power of God. You can have a relationship with God where you just walk with the Lord. You just walk with the Lord. I used to feel bad, you know, if I, I don't know, you know, if I, prayed, you know, if I prayed at 9 a.m. one morning and then I prayed at 1 p.m. the next day and then I prayed at 7 p.m. one day because, you know, oh, you know, I should really just have a time for it. I used to, you know, feel bad. And, and that's good to have a set time for it if you're, if you're not disciplined enough to do it. But there are times, you know, one day I'll pray at this time, one day I'll pray at, pray at that time, but I'll be talking to God throughout my entire day and then I'll actually sit down and have a full-on conversation with him later on. It's kind of like when you're texting somebody, they're going to come over your house later that day and you text them, you know, throughout the day, maybe a little bit here and there and you're talking with them and then you sit down and you talk with them later on or you hang out with them early in the day and you text them later on. Have a relationship with God. Don't make it so religious. It's not about religion. It's about having a thriving relationship with God. I actually am only going to do that key this week. That was... um. That was prayer. I felt the need to really break this down. Religion is so binding and it's not freeing to have to feel like you have to do all these things. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. Change your mindset from I have to, to I want to. Change your mindset from, oh, I have to do this checkbox in prayer, this checkbox in prayer. Get that out of your mind. Talk to God. Talk to God. Yes, pray for things. Yes, pray for specific things. Yes, do that. But pray by the Spirit of God and God will put things on your heart to pray. I, I have planned before to pray for certain things and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't make it so religious to the sense that, you know, oh, I prayed for all these different things today, but I didn't pray for the country, you know, today. I'm terrible. No, that's not a relationship with God. Obviously, God wants you to pray for the country, but just because you didn't do it one day or, you know, you, you haven't done it in a couple of days, that doesn't make you a bad Christian or not having a thriving relationship with God. What makes a thriving relationship with God, one of the keys is simply talking to God in prayer, getting to know him, 
I get to know, I've gotten to know the character of God just through prayer. Prayer in his word. His word reveals his character to me and so does prayer because I just, because God just speaks things to me and it's so in line with the word and his character that's in his word. Know God today. Have a thriving relationship with God. Next week, I'll do my last key that I actually think is the one that people would expect the least in four keys to a thriving relationship with God. I don't think that people necessarily think of this one when they think of four keys to a thriving relationship with God. We already talked about valuing relationship over religious rituals. We talked about reading the Bible and we talked about prayer, but next week we'll do our last point. And uh, I guess there's gonna be a part three of this. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Let me pray for you guys right now. Father, I thank you for everybody that's watching this. Father, I pray that your hand of favor would be upon each and every one of them. Lord, would they desire to know you today? Just know you, God, to have a thriving relationship with you. Challenge them to get in your word today. Challenge them to pray today. Challenge them to grow in their relationship with you today. I pray you'd give them great revelation, great illumination as they read the word today. Father, I pray for anybody that's watching this that is sick in their body. And as they heard that testimony, they were thinking, I want to be healed like, I want to be healed just like that. Can that happen for me? Right now I say this. I say in the name of Jesus Christ, be healed now in Jesus' name. I believe that people, I believe that people, somebody's going to get healed that's watching this. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I believe that somebody's, somebody's going to get healed that watches this. Just like that, the power of God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys. We're so appreciative for those of you guys that listen every single week uh, that are faithful to uh, this ministry and uh, just are learning in the word of God. It's a pleasure to be able to teach you guys and I hope to see you guys next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.